man. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. He passed out on the desk in his hotel room. Actually about to pass out, too. Yeah, I know. You uh, yawned so hard while I was doing the conclusion of the episode that I almost just lost it in our Twitter (laughs) handle. So well done for that. Thank you. Uh, All right. Well, I will. Maybe that's the Welcome to episode number 90 of The Memory Jar. As always, we're here to remember the cards, the decks, the people, and the stories that make magic the game we love. I'm David Prestwood, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Christian Wright. Christian, how are you doing? I'm in the most miserable place on Earth. Can you guess where this is? The most miserable place on Earth, so opposite Disneyland or Disney World? Yes, opposite Disney World. Uh, What is the opposite of Disney World? It's Orlando. Oh, the the irony. Why why are you in Orlando? It's a work conference, man. And I'm not even like in the main resort hotel that we're there in the conference. I'm in an overflow hotel. I'd like rather play Oko Mirrors in fall of 2019 in a standard PTQ than be in Orlando. Wow, that's like GP in an abandoned Walmart level work conference. That's, that's unfortunate. Well, yeah. uh, I am here in Minneapolis, where you just recently were before heading back to your home in D.C. into this trip in Orlando. And so today we're going to recap MagicCon Minneapolis. We walked around and asked an interview question to all kinds of friends and new friends. But before we do that, let's crack open the memory jar. All right, this week our card is Mass Mutiny. This is originally printed in Plane Chase 2012. It is three red red for a sorcery, and it says for each opponent, gain control of up to one target creature that player controls until end of turn. Untap those creatures, they gain haste until end of turn. So this is just a straight up multiplayer card. It is a threaten effect that is for each opponent. So that makes it worse in 1v1 than the original card threaten or, you know, all of its variants, which only cost two R. This seems potentially powerful in a sacrifice deck, like if you have a sack outlet to take the three best creatures after you get to attack with them, but I don't know. I've never put it in a commander deck. How about you? I think I might have played this in like one of the commander products that came in. Just, I mean, insurrection is better for obvious reasons. Um, What's kind of crappy about this, I'll just say it like that, is... So Molten Primordial is a 5R arc version of this on a creature. And uh, you just rather have it because you can, like, blink it. You can, sh- like, double the effect with, like, Panharmonicons and stuff. And, like, if you're going to do it, just play that version. Like, it's just better. Yeah, paying the two extra mana for a 6-4 haste with this effect attached to it that, like you said, you could blink, you could reanimate seems better and i keep trying that card in decks where it should be good and i end up cutting it because it just never does what you want it to do i like these effects very rarely in limited but they just don't they hit about as well in multiplayer as they usually hit in limited you know it's just not where you want to be and that's where like again just play insurrection because that just translates to you win the game right yeah that's every other mana you gain control of all of your opponent's creatures you know that's 
I, I agree. Like, if you want this card, you just really want that card, and you might as well just play ramp to get to it. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, not much to discuss on the card this week, so let's get to the main topic. So we traveled around MagicCon Minneapolis. Christian came into town, stayed with me. We we toured around the convention center. Christian, general impressions of, of MagicCon? This one was a lot better than Vegas. There was mm-hmm. a lot more space, and it was just pretty chill. I, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I agree. They clearly made improvements since Vegas. We weren't in Philly, which was the, the one between. I We won't be in Barcelona, but I'm curious to see <laughs> if they continue to improve the process here. <laughs> so given that we were here in my hometown, we asked a question in honor of the iconic Juicy Lucy. For those who may not be aware, the Juicy Lucy is a Minneapolis original. It is a cheeseburger in which the cheese is stuffed inside the patty rather than melted on top. And as with many iconic regional dishes, there are two places that claim to have invented it. In this case, it's Matt's Bar and the 5-8 Club, and they both, you know, they have their own tales about where it came from. So anyway, Christian had a phenomenal idea to ask attendees for their a take on the juiciest magic card. Now, you may say, what does that mean? And have some clarifying questions. And we will not be entertaining any clarifying questions whatsoever. That is the question. What is the juiciest magic card? And as you'll hear we got a good variety of answers. To quote Will Ferrell in that ice skating movie, people don't know what it means, but it's provocative. It gets the people (laughs) going. That is very appropriate. All right, let's start with some old friends. Take it away. All right, we are here at MagicCon Minneapolis with some previous podcast guests, Greg Michael and Brian Wells. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Doing great. It's been a while. Yeah. It has been a while. It's great to see you guys in person again. Likewise. And we are asking people, in honor of the famous Minneapolis burger, the Juicy Lucy, what is the juiciest magic card? Look, it's an amazing question. And the first thing that came to mind was my boy, the Bottle Gnomes. Mm. Because, you know, he's just full of juice. (laughs) But at the end of the day, I have to go with brindle boar mm-hmm. because okay i'm not one to like hunt meat and stuff but the whole flavor of brindle boar is that he's like a big you know gamey animal and then you can sack him to gain for life and you know he's i bet that that's even more life than you get from food that's got to be some pretty juicy meat so locking it in brindle boar okay, okay. brindle boar is a good choice let's brian i'm going with ochre jelly it is an ooze that when it splits or when it dies it splits into more ooze because the most defining part of the Juicy Lucy is the molten ooze in the middle of the burger and how it just spreads everywhere. I, I'm not a stranger to a Juicy Lucy, but now I'm going to think of the cheese in the middle of the patty as <laughs> molten ooze. <laughs> so I'm a little worried about that. Does it help if it's jelly? No! No, No, that is not better! Have you never been, like, burned by biting into a Juicy Lucy and having it splatter everywhere? That's a a classic Minnesota experience. Yeah, that's that's a rookie mistake that I continue to make every single time. (laughs) All right, well, great to see you guys. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Yeah, great to see you. Thanks for having us on. Thank you. Great to hear from these guys. So, Brittle Boar, two and a green for a 2-2 creature boar. You can sacrifice it to gain four life. Pretty simple card. I do want to point out the flavor text from the original Magic 2011 version was significantly downgraded in future versions. The flavor text on this is, the war lasted for generations. The boars didn't need to hunt for food anymore. 
They fed on the fallen corpses and the living fed off of them, which is, is reasonably juicy. And then yeah. it got changed to tell the cooks to prepare the fires. Tonight we feast. Toll our wolf brother, Croson Tracker, which is just generic and, and not interesting. I, I would love Boo. to hear the story behind why that changed. That was probably a little gruesome. I mean, it was very it's... gruesome, but you know what? We're, we're a fantasy card game. We could do it. Yeah. I mean, we'll dive into that in another, t- in another podcast, right? Another episode. Um, so Ochre Jelly is X and a green for a zero zero ooze. We all love our oozes on the memory jar. Uh, it has trample and it enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. And it has a ability that it's a D&D inspired ability split. You know, one of those just flavor italic words. When Ochre Jelly dies, if it had two or more plus one plus one counters on it, create a token that's a copy of it at the beginning of the next instep. The token enters the battlefield with half that many plus one plus one counters on it rounded down. So it's a it's a ooze that when it gets split, it's a two copies of a, you know, same it's total, it's the same size, but there's two smaller little oozes that you gotta fight and kill before it kills you. Yeah, super cool. If this is something that you can proliferate onto or you know, double the number of counters, then you just get like infinite oozes, which is very cool. A really neat card. I did get to play this in uh, Limited, in AFR, and it was very much fine. Did you ever get to play Brindlebore in Limited formats? I was not playing during those sets. No. No, it was not a very good okay. card. No. no, it seems like an overcosted bear. So, mm-hmm. not great. So now the critical question. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being dry and 10 being the juiciest, how do we rate their choices? So my first thought was because Brindlebore gained you four life that I would rate Brindlebore a four as a joke, but I think I have the same rating for both of them. What, what about you? What would, what what are you thinking? Yeah, they're both a 10. Yeah, absolutely. They're both tens. Yeah. Very juicy. Very juicy. Well, it was great to see our friends here. I want to shout out uh, Greg streams on Twitch with friend of the show, Andrew Ellenbogen at system magic is the name of their account. I highly recommend watching and subscribing. They do all kinds of great limited content and um, are both very skilled magic players. So recommend it. All right, on to the next. We have some fellow podcasters. Podcasters. All right, we are back here at MagicCon Minneapolis. We found some members of the Goblin Lore podcast, one of our other favorite local podcasts. And we are asking, what is the juiciest magic card? Can you introduce yourself and then give us your answer? Yeah, hi, I'm Taya from the Goblin Lore Podcast, and I would say the juiciest uh, magic card is the Mimeoplasm. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Quite juicy. Very juicy. It, it gets, you know, it just digests everything, so it's you get also, all the digestive juices. It also hasn't like a, it's, it's, it's an ooze, it's like kind of oozing out and juicing out yeah, a little bit, just, so yeah, it makes sense. It makes a bit of a mess. Yeah. Th- that's a good answer. Not only is it juicy in the art, but it's kind of juicy in the gameplay. Yeah. 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 That was like all right. Stuff. It's great. Yeah. Thank you, Terry. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's that's one answer. The Mimeoplasm. Uh, can you introduce yourself and then give us your answer of the juiciest magic card? Yeah. So mine. Uh, I'm Hobbsqueue. I'm one of the other co-hosts of the Goblin Lore podcast. And mine is simply going to be Goblin Charbelcher because goblins are really juicy when you squeeze them, and they like to be squeezed. <laughs> 
That is uh, a horrifying and very appropriate answer, Hobbs. So thank you for that. It was great meeting the Goblin lore folks in person. Absolutely fantastic. Great people. I wish we could have played some magic with them, but we did get to go over to Hobbs Barbecue, and it was a delight. But let's talk about, more importantly, their juicy cards. So let's start with Mimeoplasm. The Mimeoplasm is two green, blue, black for a zero zero ooze. There might be a little theme in this episode. I don't know. Um, as the Mimeoplasm enters the battlefield, you may exile two creature cards from graveyards. If you do, it enters the battlefield as a copy of one of those cards, the number of additional plus one plus one counters on it equal to the power of the other card. So how this works in practice is you exile two creature cards. You could choose which one the Mimeopasm copies for the text, and then you get to choose which one it copies for the power and toughness of it, essentially. So it's like a uber clone, sort of, not really, but it does some really neat stuff. Yeah, really a classic commander, one of the face commanders of those original commander decks and one that I always thought would be really cool to build around. Also, I just love the the very oozy art where it's like this inexplicable thing with a T-Rex arm and I don't know. This is what you want from an from ooze flavorfully. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the Charbelcher, Goblin Charbelcher. This is originally a rare from Mirrodin. It's a four mana artifact. You can pay three and tap it to reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a land card. Then Goblin Charbelcher deals damage equal to the number of non-land cards revealed this way to any target. If the revealed land card was a mountain, it deals double that damage instead. And you put all the revealed cards on the bottom of your library in any order. So you want this in a mono red deck because you want to hit mountains. And really where you want it is older formats like legacy and maybe modern because it's a combo card yeah it's a super duper combo card so you think like hey i'm gonna activate goblin charbelcher and throw a goblin and deal like five damage to someone let's back up a second what if <laughs> your your deck only had one land or zero lands and you could mm -hmm. still cast goblin charbelcher and activate it in one turn it's a wild crazy thought the current iteration of it, there's all those spell lands from the Zendikar Rising set, and basically you play as many of those as possible, more focused on like red and green ones, because for reasons, or black ones, I can't remember which. But then when you activate it, you just flip your deck over and say, this will deal damage equal to your face. Go. Yeah, that seems great. Why not? I love this old version of the deck. The original version of the deck had one Taiga in the legacy version okay because you could search for that with a land grant so it did the same thing but it allowed you to find the one land in your deck and sometimes you don't didn't mind it in your deck because you could flip it over without having you can get goblin charbelcher in play without having lands in play and it would deal double damage so it was a nice little cheeky thing to do with that combo but they yeah, I, I've never played against this in, in Constructed. Most of my experience was in the Brothers War Limited when my opponents would put this into their limited deck, and that is not generally a thing you should do. No. Nope. No. <laughs> All right, so then the critical question, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate Mimeoplasm and Goblin Charbelcher? 10. 10, okay, we agreed. Yeah. The All right, our next one, one of my favorites... Uh, former Minnesota Vikings punter, Chris Cluey. Let's take it away. 
All right, we are here with Chris Cluey at MagicCon Minneapolis. Chris, what is the juiciest magic card? Uh, definitely the necrotic ooze because it is just oozing all over everyone. Oozes all over everyone, oozes some value yep. from the graveyard. You get yep. to do a lot of things. Is that a card you have a lot of experience with? I do actually. It's in my Mariki Re Barrett commander deck. So I take them, I kill them, and then I use them. That's lovely. I have an old bordered commander Mariki Re Barrett Ooh, deck, nice so one, definitely one of my favorites. Yep. All right, well, thank you. Yeah, of course. I have an artist group for all right, so Necrotic Ooze, two black-black for a 4-3 Ooze. This is originally a rare from Scars of Mirrodin. As long as Necrotic Ooze is on the battlefield, it has all activated abilities of all creature cards in all graveyards. So, super, super cool. It is. It's like all the combo shenanigans you can think of, right? Just got to get cards in your graveyard, which seems pretty easy to do in a game of Magic. And you have an infinite combo in one card. It's crazy. Yeah, pretty neat to pull uh, activated abilities from your opponent's cards as well, if you want to do that. My favorite thing about this card is how it spikes in price whenever a new creature is printed with some activated ability that goes infinite with some other creature that already exists. And then it goes back down again because everybody realizes that the combo that they were very excited about is simply bad. <laughs> it's just, yes. just like, no, wait. We, but then we'd have to put all those other cards in our decks and we don't want to do that. Yeah, really cool card. And also really neat to meet Chris who I, uh, as a Minnesota Vikings fan, cheered for for many years. And, uh, you know, he was one of the first people kicked off of new Twitter for impersonating Elon Musk. So he's got that little arrow in his quiver there. He's a great guy. I also loved his writing. He wrote uh, um, a couple columns on Deadspin. Fantastic writer. Fantastic guy. Yeah, they were very funny. It was it was neat. So how do you rate Necrotic Ooze on the juicy scale? Is this Is this dry or is this juicy? My prognosis is 10, the juiciest. Agreed. Awesome. Well, this one, I'll admit, I don't want to spoil too much, but it's like juicy and abstract. But it also is a choice from one of our friends of the podcast and just an all-around great guy. All right, here again at MagicCon Minneapolis, we ran into our old friend Sam Eilenfeld. Sam, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Hello, hello. All right, so we have a weird question for you this time. In honor of our home state, Minnesota's signature burger, the Juicy Lucy, what is the juiciest magic card? Like, what do you mean by juicy? Oh, we mean whatever you think we mean. Whatever you think, yeah. Oh, can I think on this? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did ask me a difficult question that's going to uh, require me to think, and I may need to go away and come back for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, that would be totally fine, and we'll just cut out some silence. We'll give you four to five minutes to think it might even be longer than <laughs> all right no. we'll see you in a minute <laughs> all right sam you've had a moment to think the juiciest magic card so when i think about juicy i think about the most dramatic card and so in my opinion burst lightning is the juiciest magic card <laughs> after the tarmogoyf controversy mm -hmm. uh years back but it's also juicy in that if you're drafting and you open a uh, burst lightning in your pack you're like taking that most of the time, unless there were a foil Tarmogoyf in the pack, in which case you would probably take that. Maybe not anymore. Yeah, I don't know no. what foil Tarmogoyf is worth anymore, but... So say it's a foil Force of Will. Not particularly good in your deck. I mean, Burst Lightning? That's Force of Will. Juicy. 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 Good enough. answer. All right. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> Thanks. 
It's great seeing Sam. I hadn't seen him since pre-pandemic myself. It's fit. I don't know when was the last time you saw Sam before MagicCon Minneapolis. Uh, possibly pre-pandemic. And he picked a he picked a real interesting one, I think. So Burst Lightning is uh, an instant from the original Zendikar. And it's been reprinted a bunch of times, but this is the icon. It's an iconic original Zendikar spell. It is one red for an instant and has kicker four, so you can pay an additional four as you cast a spell. Burst Lightning deals two damage to, to any target. If the spell is kicked, instead deals four damage to any target. Pretty straightforward. You got a shock, or you can pay five to get a better burn spell. Yeah, really just exactly what you want from your modal kicker card. Super powerful. I can't believe that this card was common. They've reprinted it in common a bunch of times. It's been good every other place it's been. Uh, yeah. Just really nice altogether. And Sam was referencing in here Pascal Maynard drafting a foil Tarmogoyf in the top eight draft of a GP over Burst Lightning when Burst Lightning would have been playable in his deck because the Tarmogoyf was like three, four hundred dollars at that point. And if I recall correctly, he did like sign it and auction it off uh, for more than it was worth and then give that bunch of that money to charity afterwards. So all's well that ends well. But that was a, a huge, weird fake-ish controversy in the magic community in like 2018 or something yeah it was dumb it was just like a lot of magic drama just dumb but good story equity in the end and i would have done the same thing to be honest you know there's a foil timer going if that thing is uh like a little less than most of the eighth place price pool <laughs> price purses yeah yep okay more importantly though on a scale of one to ten one being dry, ten being the juiciest. How would you rate Sam's choice? I like the juice. I'm going ten. Ten, conceptually juicy, still juicy. The next one, I was very fortunate to play in Gavin Verhey's unknown event on Sunday with a bunch of weird MagicCon Minneapolis specific playtest cards, and I was sat across from our next contestant. <laughs> No, but it, it, it kind of is. We're kind of trying to figure out what is the juiciest? <laughs> Who is the juiciest? Why is well, the juiciest? I'll take, I'll take juicy exist? for 300, Alex. Yeah, pretty much. RIP. So, no, it is a competition. It's... All right, we're here at MagicCon Minneapolis at the Sunday Unknown event, and I'm sitting here with Jessica. Jessica, can you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Jessica with Inkling Customs. I make, like, silly tokens. I'm excited to be here. Very exciting. So, in honor of the Minneapolis famous Juicy Lucy Burger, what is the juiciest magic card? I would say Elishnorn, because she got that juicy dump truck. <laughs> <laughs> she cer she certainly does. I don't think we need any clarification there. Do you have any? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're good, we're good. All right, well, Jessica, it's great to meet you. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you so much. It was nice meeting you. And so, I'm assuming that she meant... Elish Norn Grand Cenobite, because that's the card with the prominently featured and aforementioned dump truck. That's uh, a <laughs> five white white for a four seven legendary creature Phyrexian Crater with Vigilance. And it says other creatures you control get plus two plus two. Creatures your opponents control get minus two, minus two. This has been a mythic uh, every time it's been printed originally from New Phyrexia and now a multiverse legend. So, yeah. This card Very is just all kinds, of, all kinds of juicy, mm -hmm. just, just very juicy. We agree wholeheartedly with the opinion by Jessica that this is indeed 
a dump truck. And that's all we can say on a family-friendly podcast. So um, more <laughs> importantly, how juicy is Elishmore Grand Cinebite? Uh, let's see. Seven mana, four, seven, plus two, plus two. So I think 10. 10. Absolutely. Juicy yeah. from top to bottom. Kind of gross, juicy uh, too, but we celebrate that here at the Memory Jar. Yeah, she looks like she's been swimming in cranberry sauce or something. Just very, Ooh. very juicy. Very juicy. I highly recommend following uh, following Inkling Customs on Twitter. Um, we'll have the, the address in our show notes. Uh, Jessica was great, and uh, she ha- was handing out little uh, packets of tokens that she had designed which and stickers, which were great. I got a sticker of a very... Um, Kind of sultry Yogmoth that I put on my uh, deck moth for my Yogmoth commander deck is very exciting. Yes. Yes. All right. So we're going to go from one legend to another. And this is also provided by a fantastic friend of the podcast. Take it away. So one of the nice things about these large events are you get to see all kinds of people who have been on your podcast so I'm here with John Carson. John, you are a Minnesotan. I am. Well, from Wisconsin originally, but yeah, sure. We're not going to hold that against you because you live in Minnesota now. Uh-huh. So in honor of the Juicy Lucy, what is the juiciest magic card? Oh, that's tough. Um, I think just because I think the creatures are juicy themselves, I'm going to go with uh, Blex Vexing Pest. Uh, not only does it make your juicy insects and spiders and all that even juicier, it juices them up. Um, you gain four life when it dies. Also, hidden inside of it, like the cheese in a Juicy Lucy, uh, you can search your, what, top few cards of your graveyard on the backside and also gain more life. So, I mean, I don't think it gets juicier. That is, I think, a very good answer. I like your multiple uses of Juicy really taking the question far. So how's your weekend been? It's been great. Um, Tons of drafts. Did a few. uh, I did uh, Gavin's Unknown event, which was a ton of fun. I wish I could have done today's, too. Uh, But some Mystery Booster drafts that went very well. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've just been having a great time. Everyone's been awesome. Yeah, I will second that. We have had a great time here, and everybody's just been great to play with and having a good time. All right, John, thanks. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Oh, so good to see John Carson, who came on recently when he was working for Game Informer, and he's doing a bunch of different things now. But as a uh, friend from my local game store who happens to be kind of doing this stuff for his job, great to uh, to see him in person. And you got to meet him in person, which you hadn't done before. Yeah, great guy. Absolutely fantastic. And his choice I'm going to spoil it a little, is also fantastic. So Blex Vexing Pest. I'm pretty sure this is a tongue twister. But anyway, I'll keep going. It's a, it's a double-sided card from Strixhaven. The front half is two in a green, Blex Vexing Pest, two in a green for a 3-2 legendary creature pest. Other pests, bats, insects, snakes, and spiders you control get plus one, plus one. Basically, the creepy crawlies all get plus one, plus one. When Blex Vexing Pest dies, you gain four life. The back half of Blex Vexing Pest, I don't want to say that card name ever again. You're doing a great job, buddy. It's tough. It's tough. (laughs) It's just Orlando. It's that humidity. I hate it. Uh, So the back half is Search for Blex. It's two black black for a sorcery. 
Look at the top five cards of your library. You may put any number of them into your hand, the rest into your graveyard. You lose three life for each card you put into your hand this way. Pretty cool card. This was somehow saw some standard play. I think, uh, you know, in some combo decks, the backside was very reasonable. And in some decks where you weren't trying to get run over, just playing a 3-2 that trades with something with three toughness and gains you four life is is probably reasonable. The fact that it was legendary probably didn't help it. But I don't know. What a weird, weird card. Yeah, it's wonderfully weird. It's a lord and a card draw spell? Question mark? More yeah, importantly, very strange altogether. Very strange. It's Strixhaven's is strange top to bottom. They tried a lot of things with Strixhaven, and ugh. um, more importantly, doesn't inspire you to try it as an EDH deck. No, no, not at all. I do like the flavor of like the pests all being these little, you know, tiny one ones that you sacrifice, and this one is just like. So people see it, they're like, I'm sorry, is that a pest? Did it get huge? What happened here? Like, that's cool. No, I'm not interested. It's a maybe for me. With a, you know, maybe, hmm, maybe like spider tribal? I don't know. Something to think about. If I'm on spider tribal, you know, I'm all on Ishkana. So that's boring. That only gets you yeah. four spiders, too. Blah. Does it draw you cards? I don't think so. Blex Vexing Pest does, though, so... Shame. I guess. All right, this one goes in the 99, is the moral of that story. So, Fair enough. seeing Fair this enough. big, sloppy, juicy pest with all of his insect friends, does that make you think this fits on a scale of 1 to 10 for how juicy it might yeah. be? Oh, I'm just going to go ahead and say juicies. 10. 10, 10, 10, 10. Oh, 10. okay, good. Agreed. 10. Blex is a 10. All right, we caught up with one of our friends who had participated in the Pro Tour, which is being held at MagicCon Minneapolis, and his choice was gross. Content warning, super gross. Um, yeah. yeah. So we're here with Pro Tour competitor and also DC resident and great guy, Mark Donaldson. Mark, again, Minnesota's known for the Juicy Lucy, which is the cheese in the burger. What is, so in honor of that, we're asking, what is the juiciest magic card ever? My answer is way less pleasant than the Juicy Lucy. I have to be honest, the first card that came to my mind with the prompt is the card Stab Wound. Like, (laughs) between between the art and, like, the effect is just so evocative of, like, what the card does. So I I feel like when that card was in play, I could just, like, hear the, like, whick. Like, so sorry if you were hoping for maybe a more pleasant answer, but that's my honest, my honest answer is a juicy magic card. I don't know if, I don't know if that sound effect came across very well on the audio, but have you stabbed someone? That seemed like you knew what you were doing. <laughs> oh, was it the, the gesture that went along with it? The yeah, you really drove it in there right up under the ribs. <laughs> Watching too much Game of Thrones, I guess. That's fair. There we go. Well, that's a fantastic answer. Thank you so much and good luck in your rest. Last round of the PTQ. Thank you. Listeners, we apologize for the grossness. That was icky. Icky, icky, icky. I really, Not a fan. I hope that sound came through as, as well as it did in my ear directly. It was, uh, it was horrifying. So Stab yes. Wound, originally common from Return to Ravnica. Two and a black for an enchantment aura. It chants a creature. Enchanted creature gets minus two, minus two. And at the beginning of the upkeep of Enchanted Creature's controller, that player loses two life so love to put this on like a two three oh yeah give it to me 
Yeah, this is uh, also gross for power reasons. This was probably one of the best common removal spells ever printed at common that they, you know, and I say that because like sometimes you get common removal at rare and you're like, why is this thing dealing three damage? Why is it rare? Well, it just happens to be the format. But Stab Wound is just dumb. It got upshifted to uncommon. Wizards saw the light. It's still really, 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 really good at uncommon, but it's not as ubiquitous and as gross as it is at common. Yeah, I played a lot of this in Magic 2015. Just the fact that you can functionally take something off the board and then it's a win condition if it sticks around is just wonderful. Imagine you go pack one, pick one, pack rat, and then you take every stab wound after that, and then your deck is just pack rat, stab wound, and swamps. It's dumb. It's just stupid. You had me a pack rat. So on a scale of one, I don't even need to ask this. Obviously, like you heard the sound. Well, so here's the thing, because that was really gross. This is the closest I am to saying maybe this isn't a 10, but I've decided it's a 10. It's a 10. It's, yeah, it, it's like a 9.98, but, you know, we're going to round up to 10. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of 9.98s that are really 10s, let's talk about the next fantastic, juicy choice. I'll start it up. Just get some... So we found a fantastic Twitter presence cosplayer, all-around great human, uh, Michaela, goes by Mythic Michaela. Uh, and so we're, what are you up to this weekend before we get into the question? Yeah, um, so this is a short drive for me. Well, six hours, short drive. Yeah. Um, so I've just been hanging around, cosplaying. I'm going to play the Unknown event tomorrow, but just enjoying the vibe of MagicCon. Awesome, that's fantastic. So what what's the question again? So in honor of the Juicy Lucy, the famous Minneapolis burger with cheese in the patty, we are asking people, what is the juiciest Magic card? I have a great answer for y'all. Um, so MagicCon has been doing a secret lair that they pass out at MagicCon events, and this one is a giant growth. And if you look at the art of this card, there is no other word to describe it other than juicy. <laughs> so what's the art like? It's kind of like a giant slug with stuff coming out of its mouth um yes there's laughter because i'm like visually <laughs> describing this demonstrating yeah. this right now but yeah you just you gotta look at the art it just looks juicy oh yeah absolutely we'll link to the art it's absolutely fantastic it is very juicy very to the extreme to the extreme yeah, 100 juice yes awesome well thanks again we appreciate it and uh hope you have a great rest of week and we'll see you tomorrow yeah. right. absolutely thank you i'm gonna read this card for all the zoomers out there who have never cast a giant growth in their life or never even seen a giant growth this is for you all the old folks you can tune us out for the next minute because you know giant growth giant growth is a friend of yours and mighty leap you are no giant growth so giant growth is one green for an instant originally printed in alpha it is a target creature gets plus three plus three until in turn that's it yeah, this is a weird one. It was printed as this like small, limited run, con-only secret lair that was handed out to people randomly. They did this mm -hmm. uh, in Philly with a Shivan Dragon, and it's got totally insane art that I just can't even describe. But what a weird way to distribute cards, just hand them out to people at cons. 
I mean, it's it's kind of like that Monty Python bit about swords choosing governments. It's like the same <laughs> yeah. thing with magic cards. It's wild. Well, and it's just you're getting handed a check, basically. Like, as I look now, the cheapest one on TCG Player is uh, $500. It looks yeah, like the latest sale was, there was one for 740 Yeah, I wouldn't sell it, though. Like, that's a cool souvenir. I mean, maybe I'm just... Yeah a weirdo but like i don't see i don't know like especially since it's a common card like imagine you have a cube built and you're like oh it needs giant growth you're gonna put the weird goblin giant growth in there and force people to reckon with the choices they've made of why they're playing with you and they're playing this gross cube with this goblin that's trying to get out of the card frame like there's layers to it i don't know i'm a little worried about what the next one's gonna be we're just doing old cards from Alpha, and they're getting grosser and grosser. We'll, we'll talk about a card from Alpha later at the end of this, and maybe it'll be a candidate. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Um, okay, more importantly, though, 1 to 10, what's your rating? 10. 10. 10. 10. 10. Well, 10. after the MagicCon, we headed over to my local game store, Lodestone Coffee and Games in Hopkins, Minnetonka area of Minnesota. And uh, we talked to our friends behind the counter. All right, taking a break from MagicCon Minneapolis, we're here at Lodestone Coffee and Games, my favorite local game store. And we're asking Colleen and Michael, what is the juiciest magic card? Uh, for me, I want to say Dreadhorde Butcher, because I thought about what juicy means and like paying two, attacking immediately, and then my creature gets bigger, and if they kill it, they regret that. Just makes my brain go burr. So, yeah, that's my juiciest card. That's a very juicy card, and I know you like living that Rakdos life. Oh, Rakdos and Mardu, like that Judith the Scourge deck with like Cruel Celebrant, Mwah, my life. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, Michael, you've been on the podcast before. We talked about Golgari. Is your juicy card a Golgari card? Uh, no, it's Brine Elemental, and I will have no further comment. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. What What's great is that you got a butcher, so it deals with a lot of juicy stuff as a butcher, and the brine is juicy in itself. It's a great combo. Oh, my God, I love this card. <laughs> Sounds delicious. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good day. You too. So Dreadhorde Butcher, a rare from War of the Spark. Black, red for a 1-1 zombie warrior with haste. It says, whenever Dreadhorde Butcher deals combat damage to a player or planeswalker, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. And when it dies, it deals damage equal to its power to any target. I just love any of these creatures that deal damage equal to their power when they die. And this one, because you could often get in on turn two, just got big immediately. And it's like, yep, I got to figure out how to deal with that without dying. Very cool. Very also, cool. it has yeah, much it better was... art than I realized. Like, the art is incredibly metal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, they're, you know, it was part of all those busted War of the Spark cards, right, that people kind of slept on. But it's really good. It's a good card. I will explain for Michael in the audience, Brian Elemental. So Brian Elemental is four blue-blue for a 5-4 Elemental. It, it has more five blue-blue, so you can play it face down as a 2-2 two, two for three, and then you can turn it face up if you pay the morph cost. And when Brian Elemental is turned faced up, each opponent skips their next on tap step. So, so this card is very, very good. So really, this, I think, is here because of Vesuvian Shapeshifter and a combo known as Pickles, uh, because Brine 
get it. This is nice because brine elemental is juicy and makes people salty. It is. It's it's a good. It has a lot of layers to it. As you know, when brine elemental is turned face up, the opponent skips his or her next on tap step. Well, Vesuvian shapeshifter is three blue blue for a zero zero shapeshifter. And when it enters or is turned face up, you can choose another creature on the battlefield. And if you do, until it is turned face down, it becomes a copy of that creature. Except it has, at the beginning of your upkeep, you may turn this creature face down. It also has morph, one and a blue. So what you do is you play Brian Elemental. You have Brian Elemental in play. And then you play Vesuvian Shapeshifter. So your opponent's already not going to untap. Then they don't untap the next turn. And then... During your upkeep, you turn this face down, and then you pay one and a blue to morph it, and it flips up as Brine Elemental, so your opponent just never untaps. It's like Stasis, but more fun. Yeah, the fact that the morph cost is the same cost as Stasis is just beautiful. Mm. Mm. Uh, have You know what was great about this? Is you could draft it. And, yes. Oh, oh, you just haven't lived until you've done a Time Spiral draft where you have... Vesuvian Shapeshifter and Brian Elemental, and then your opponent's like, Rage quits. It's great. It's fantastic. They also put these both in Masters 25, and then again in Times Power Remastered, so they really wanted to give you the option to make the combo happen. Okay, so these are both great cards. Colleen, I was great. I hadn't met Colleen or Michael. They're fantastic people. It was great talking to them. It loads, big loads, as it's called, by certain people. Um, <laughs> by, by just me, sorry. <laughs> It's fine. It's still we're gonna we're gonna make it a thing, uh, but more importantly, how would you rate Dreadhorde Butcher and Brian Elemental individually combined? Yeah, tens. No, easy yeah. combined. They're twenty to individually. They're tens. Yes. Yeah. Five thousand percent. So, here's a more important question, though. What about us? What do we think are the juiciest cards in Magic? Yeah, we did a lot of interviews. We talked to a lot of other people who could not really come up with answers. We we didn't end up uh, using, but we did have some early thoughts. So mine, I took this very literally and went with Afia Grove. So Afia Grove is a rare from Mirage. Yes, it's on the reserve list. Get your copies now. It's one in a green for an enchantment, and it enters the battlefield with three plus one plus one counters on it. Yes, plus one plus one counters on an enchantment. During your upkeep, you move one of those counters from a Fia Grove onto a target creature, and then you sacrifice a Fia Grove when it doesn't have any more plus one, plus one counters on it. But most importantly, the art is a beautiful grove, and there are these big hanging, mm. they look like sumo oranges mm. that I just want to rip them open and drink their mm. juice. Also Very appropriate juicy. because there's a there's like a flower on the lower left that looks like a lady slipper, which is the state flower of Minnesota, so appropriate for this event. Very appropriate. No, I think it's a fantastic choice. Um, I went with an objectively horrifying one, um, but it is. And to be clear, the. Yeah, no, to be clear, you also went with the objectively correct choice. I think this is the juiciest card in Magic. Okay. Yeah. We'll let the listeners decide, but I could be right. Uh, Anyway, anyway, let's just go to it. It's Living Wall. Living Wall. This was originally printed in. Alpha, awesome. It's four for an artifact creature, four generic. It, um, the original, I love the original text. It says counts as a wall because creature types weren't really a thing on artifact creatures back in the day. And it has one generic to regenerate, living wall, and it's zero six, and that's it. You're thinking, how is this juicy? Let's talk about the art. Uh, there's teeth in the art. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh. There's teeth in the art. There's a lot of like cobules oh. and like am amniotic sacs and like ooze everywhere. Sinew. Yeah. This is just like original Anson Maddox gross art. Oh, there's a there's an embryo. There's like a baby. There's like a there's a yeah. growing baby in the living wall. Yeah, yeah. It's it's wonderful. It's wonderfully gross. Yeah, I mean it is so juicy. Just the bag of fluid in the middle and all of the teeth and like I don't know if that's like a uvula or whatever that thing under your tongue that keeps it attached is called. Just like super horrible altogether. And when you told me this was your choice, I just was like, yeah. yep. Nailed it. Yep. The juiciest. It's not as nice as a Juicy Lucy, but no. it's a 10. Yours is a 10 too, but this is a 10. You might have an 11 on this. This card has not been reprinted since revised. And I'm just saying. Shame. I mean, I realize it's a four mana zero six defender that regenerates for one. So not that impressive, but uh, yeah, throw this in a set. See what happens. Yeah. I mean, Blocks technically, all day, baby. there was a reprint in the 30th anniversary uh, No, edition. the 30th anniversary edition does not count as a reprint, Christian. Sorry. <laughs> but yes, we need more, nope. more living walls in our life. This was a lot of fun. We met so many great people. Before we go, I just want to say MagicCon Minneapolis was great. It was better than I expected. As you mentioned, you had a great time. I loved having you out here. It was so great to get to hang out in person and catch up. I want to super shout out to all of our guests on this episode. Shout out to all of the former guests we met in person. Got to spend a little time with Carmen Handy, uh, with Shivam, who was just being mobbed by people apparently the entire weekend. So it was great to, uh, to get to meet him and catch up. We got to put together a podcast with him again soon. Shout out to everyone we played random commander games with. Uh, shout out to Gavin Verhey for a weird and wild unknown event and everybody I played against in that event, including one Christian Wright, our, my round one opponent. I lost to a juicy yeah, we'll have card, to talk about, too. You mm. did lose to a juicy card, a very juicy card. We'll have to talk about that uh, match on a future episode. And then just a shout out to all the friends we hadn't seen in so long. Local friends uh, for me in Minnesota, some of our friends who are playing in the Pro Tour. Um, just really what an awesome weekend it was a fantastic weekend really was i'm glad it I, it was something i really needed so thank you for hosting me and i'm glad we both did it anytime i hope they do it here every year and we can make a an annual thing of it yeah all right well listeners thank you all for joining us today you can find us on twitter at our handle at memory jar mtg we would love your feedback we'd love to see you at events and uh please tell us what cards you want to remember Again, special thanks to Chris Yates for the logo. We greatly appreciate it, even though apparently he's a Celtics fan. Uh, uh, you can find Chris on Twitter at, at Company. That's company with K. And until next time, may you find something juicy that you can enjoy and share with the world. And do have a juicy Lucy. Have a great week, everyone. We'll talk to you soon.